Welcome to the Oval Office Tapes. Good news. The Oval Office Tapes has been nominated for Most Innovative Podcast by the 2018 Discover Pods Awards. Go to discoverpods.com and vote for the Oval Office Tapes today. This week's episode is sponsored by Calm.com. Hello, it's me, the President's Conscience. Can anyone hear me? It's so dark in here. I've been locked up for 70 years. Please, if you can hear me, send help. Or at least a premium subscription to Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Calm was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. Calm gives you the tools to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tapes. That's calm.com slash tapes. Shall I spell it out for you? That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Goodbye. Hello, sweetheart. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of Donald J. Trump and acquired exclusively for use in this program. In recent events, the president is still reeling from the increasingly evident blue wave midterm election that saw Republicans squander control of the House of Representatives. Reports of President Trump bitter and brooding angry at the furniture, and frequently refusing to leave his bedroom and his DVR. At any moment, indictments and a comprehensive report on Russian interference in the 2016 election appear to be coming from special counsel Robert Mueller's office, and the president is feeling the heat. But that is the news. This is the story. Here's something we're learning about Donald Trump. He doesn't like to leave his room. Even when he visited Paris, he hunkered down in his hotel suite and refused to go out in the rain. Now that he's back in D.C., they say he's holed up in the White House. How does he spend his time? With Twitter, of course, and his very best friends at Fox News. Mr. President, the Secret Service has a motorcade standing by for you to lay the wreath at Arlington. Seriously, John? Didn't I do something boring for the veterans last week? You were supposed to, sir, but you canceled it. Actually, sir, you've basically been a shut-in for the last five days. Let's get out of bed and get us some fresh air, shall we? We can grab an umbrella. It's a little dewy out there. Umbrella? Dewy? You know what? Didn't the Secret Service say it was too dangerous for me to go outside today? Threat level midnight or something like that? That's not a term, sir. But they said it or you're fired. Yes, I see your point. Okay, then. Way too dangerous to leave my room. Turn the TV to Fox News. You know, I really don't watch as much TV as people say. Of course not, sir. TV going on. It's the 2018 Victim of the Year Awards, hosted by Judge Janine Pirro and yours truly, Sean Hannity. Welcome to the biggest event of the year. I'm Sean Hannity. 
and I'm Judge Janine Piero. What a year it has been for victims. Boy, you got that right. So who will this year's winner be? The 2018 nominees are mass shooting victims, Hispanic immigrants, and white Republicans. Oh, that's right, Janine. It might surprise you that some of our nominees are also our sworn enemies. But here at Fox, we are committed to fair and unbiased representation of all points of view. Even the fakers and the liars. And the whiny minorities. Speaking of, our first contestant comes to us all the way from Guatemala. Five-year-old Martina Ramirez left her home country because gangs murdered her father and raped her mother. They came legally to seek asylum at the U.S. border. Border agents said they were taking Martina away for a shower, but she never returned. Martina was held in a federal detention center where she still is today. Come on out, Martina. I said, come on out, Martina. Our producers are telling us little Martina has disappeared while in custody, but her mother, Evelyn, is here. Probably was looking forward to a reunion that will never happen. Come on out, Evelyn. Where is my daughter? I'm sorry, we don't speak Spanish. Our next nominee survived a mass shooting. Oh, at the Country Western Bar in Thousand Oaks, California? No. The synagogue in Pittsburgh? Nope. The Las Vegas concert shooting? No, stop, stop it. Fun fact for those playing at home, there have been 307 mass shootings so far this year in 320 days. I mean, is America great again or what? Ladies and gentlemen, from Parkland, Florida. Where? Exactly. <laughs> from somewhere called Parkland, Florida, we have high school shooting survivor Jenny Wilkins. Jenny, why do you want to be the year's biggest victim? I don't really want that. I'm here because it's a platform to encourage some sensible gun control regulations, banning bump stops. Wow. Do you really have to politicize this? Think about the victims. <laughs> I'm a victim. I just want to have a conversation so that what happened to me doesn't happen to anyone else. Well, you heard it, America. She's taking your guns. I didn't say that. Jenny, you've been disqualified because you are not a victim. What? Yes, I am. It's your fault for not arming yourself, sweetie. I know that more and more armed people are getting slaughtered during these mass shootings, but we don't pay attention to that. So fuck you for not arming yourself 24-7. But don't worry, you won't leave empty-handed. Here, take a gun for the road. I don't want this. And now, a message from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Guns for Guns. This Christmas, buy a gun for the special gun in your life. Gun, 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 gundy, gundy, gun. Oh, man. Lachlan Murdoch just made some Monet. That guy's gonna rot in hell for eternity, but he's gonna go there with a buck or two to spare. All right, our last contestant, representing all white Republicans... Is there any other kind? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Glad to be here, Sean and Janine. Sarah, why do you deserve to be the biggest victim of 2018? I mean, aren't you wealthy, prominent, and white? Two words. Cheese board. Cheese board. That's right. Cheese board. Imagine, if you will, a humid summer evening. I decided to pull into a small restaurant in rural Virginia called the Red Hen. Sorry to interrupt you, Sarah, but if you have young children watching at home, this will be disturbing. So turn it up and shove their faces into the TV. Never too young to teach your kids to be afraid. Go on! I was with my husband, uh, some friends. We sat down for a nice dinner, ordered a cheese board. 
a bottle of Pellegrino. The door opened. It was the owner of the restaurant. Was she there to celebrate you for working for the greatest president of all time? No. She told me I'm not welcome there. She asked me to leave. My God! Are you all right? Are you guys serious? Oh, please, Jenny. We listen to your sob story about your dead friends. So now you listen to this equally terrifying tale of Republicans getting yelled at. That's not equal. That's apples and oranges. You can't be... No, it's apples for you and even worse apples for us. Because if Sarah was dead like your friends, she wouldn't have to remember what it feels like to be disagreed with in public. And I'm also here for Tucker Carlson. He had a protest in front of his house. His house. People were upset on his street. Actually, he was supposed to be here, but he's still too traumatized. Tucker, if you can hear us, we hope you'll come out of the pantry soon. And they called that poor sweet boy, Stephen Miller, a fascist at Espita Mescaleria. But he is a fascist. Why? Just because he's responsible for locking a few thousand Hispanic immigrant children like Martina in cages? Who did that? Does he know where my daughter is? And what about Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz? They're all getting yelled at in public. And all you guys care about is your murdered friends and your missing children. For shame. This is insane. Actually, I think I understand. You do? Jeff. The first time someone throws a rock at you, it's a big deal. Sarah, you are used to walking into any establishment you want, but I think most people do not wish ill will on you or your family. They're just angry, and they want you to understand that your words and actions have consequences. Dire consequences for real people. You and your boss, the president, defend my family being separated. You defend guns instead of the victims. You defend hate crimes, white supremacists, reckless lies. You want gun victims to take responsibility for getting shot, but you won't even take responsibility for why that might make someone angry with you. Wow, now this Mexican is yelling at me at my place of work. I'm not yelling, and I'm Guatemalan. Turn off her microphone. Turn it off. All right, moment of truth. 2018's victim of the year is... It's... President Donald Trump... What a victim President Trump is. The left blames him for everything that goes wrong. The press maligns him with fake feet, fuck folk news. And all he ever did is run the country. And sure, maybe he told a few thousand fear-based white lies to stoke racial tension to get some votes. But that's just some harmless locker room fear-mongering. Unfortunately, the president is not here to accept the award because he's doing very important presidential business. But what a great year, guys. What a great show. And before we go, Evelyn, we have a surprise for you. My daughter? No, you've won a lifetime vacation back to your war-torn country. Ice is standing by to put a hood over your head and shove you in a van. You're monsters. You really, truly are. We're not monsters. We are the biggest victims in the world. Are you a middle-class American still waiting for that middle-class tax cut the president promised before the midterms? Aren't you, darling? Maybe instead of wishing for something that ain't ever going to happen, use Upstart. They offer personal loans, but they're not like the ones your bank or credit union provides. That's because Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and your job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Two minutes is all it takes to go online and find out your upstart rate. Checking your upstart rate is always free, and it won't affect your credit. Once your loan is approved, 
the funds will be transferred to you the very next business day. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart. Hurry to upstart.com slash oval to find out how low your Upstart rate is. That's upstart.com slash oval. O-V-A-L. In the wake of the midterms, President Trump is spending more and more of his time brooding and wandering the halls of the White House, and hardly any time doing the actual job of the presidency. Some see this as a sign that Trump realizes that the walls are closing in on what has essentially been a lifetime of criminal behavior. Others think he's suffering from a rare form of syphilis, which has started to rot his brain and make his skin look even ickier than normal. Still others fear his temper has gotten so bad that he could trigger a major international incident at the drop of a hat. And yet, there are still some things that can cheer Donald Trump up, as you'll find out listening to a meeting recorded this very week between the President and his Chief of Staff John Kelly, his lawyer Rudy Giuliani, and his family members Melania and Ivanka Trump. All went according to plan in Florida. Am I right, John? Yes, Ivanka. Our voter suppression model really held up. Data! Incredible! Hello, my people. Hi, Dad. President. Oh, I've been missing that smile, Mr. President. What are you so happy about? You're never going to believe who I just got a call from. Putin? Your cardiologist? Jeff Zucker. Ew. The head of CNN? What, was he calling to apologize for destroying the country? No, Rudy. He had a great idea. It's brilliant, really. I have to say, Jeff knows TV. He made Trump a star with The Apprentice, you know. Is he offering you a job? Can we finally get out of this hellhole and go back to New York? Remember when Zucker used to show all of my rallies during the early days of the campaign? They showed your empty podium once for like 20 minutes before you went on stage. So listen, here's Jeff's idea. The President Donald J. Trump roast. The what? Think about it. A presidential roast. It'll humanize me. Daddy, you already did a roast on Comedy Central a few years ago. Yeah, but that was before I was president. Hardly anyone watched. This one would be like the biggest roast ever. I don't want them laughing at my husband. They won't be laughing at me. They'll be laughing with me because they love me. You don't believe me. Try it out. Well, what do you mean? Like roast you right here? Come on. Roasts are fun. Everybody loves the guy who gets roasted. Ivanka, you start. Well, here's one. You have a tendency to come across as ill-informed sometimes. That's the best you got. Come on. You think I can't take it? I only married you for your money. You tell me that every day, Melania. I thought this was a roast, not a typical morning. You have the intellectual curiosity of a toddler? Ooh, there you go, John. You're getting warmer now. Still haven't landed a real blow, though. Come on, Rudy. Um, honestly... I got nothing. I mean, I think you're an amazing guy. Really top-notch in every way. I mean, I kind of love you. Man, you people disappoint me. This is just so pathetic. I... You're an inept businessman. The only reason you had any money was because of your father. You went bankrupt like three times. I never went bankrupt. And he didn't even love you. Hey, that's not... Sometimes I catch you looking at my tits, like in that looking at my tits way. It makes me sick. I know a lot of fat guys, but you're like really fat. Those suits and long ties you wear, they're like a sign that says, I am so fucking fat. You're starting to give Christy a run for his money. Oh, come on. Those ties work wonders. Back when we first started to have sex, I learned to breathe through my mouth. The smell. Oh, God, the smell. I smell fine. You're functionally an idiot. Wrong. I won the biggest landslide in the you history. You lost the popular vote. Hey. People feel bad for you, not in a good way. 
Like the way you feel bad for people born without limbs. Hey. People hate you so much that more of them voted for Hillary Clinton than you. And you only won because you colluded with the Russians. No collusion. Also because of the racists. That's not true. You're a two-bit huckster who surrounds himself with petty criminals, morons, and lunatics. Hey. You're going to get driven from office in disgrace and everyone's going to laugh at you for the rest of your life. We you will go down in history as one of the worst presidents of all time. Worse than Nixon. Worse than James Buchanan. And he was responsible for the Civil War. Worse than Barack Obama. That's insane. Stop it. People laugh at you. Me Millions laugh at you. Total lie. Our family name is already a joke. Our children and grandchildren will change their names. Please, Ivanka, don't say that. Your dad's rolling over in his grave. You disappointed him from the moment you were born. I said stop. A total loser. The roast is over. No more roast. The President Donald J. Trump roast on CNN is now canceled. You are boring. Out. Everyone out. I'm not boring. I'm the greatest entertainer in history. A born showman. They love me. Everybody loves me. <laughs> They're boring. They're all boring. I'm not boring. I'm not boring. I'm not boring. You can get thousands of podcasts for free on Spotify, including ours, as well as a bunch more of the most popular news and politics shows. Go beyond the clickbait with new episodes of The Daily by The New York Times, Up First by NPR, WSJ, What's News by WSJ, The Weeds by Vox, and much more. To listen on Spotify, just open the app, tap search, type in your favorite show name, and get streaming. Download the free app today and start listening to podcasts on Spotify. It's no secret that President Trump has a complicated relationship with the truth. The man lies every time he opens his mouth. His daily false and misleading statements have become a near-constant barrage of clickbaity headlines. Yet, his favorite gripe is that the media spreads false and vicious lies about him. Is this true, or is the president simply upset that the media doesn't report what he wants them to? This is a topic of discussion, as President Trump and his favorite PR man-slash-alter-ego John Barron call their old friend New York Times correspondent Maggie Haberman. Haberman? Maggie Haberman of the failing New York Times. Did you miss me? It's your post-midterms, President. I felt several things about you since we last spoke, Mr. President. Well, I missed you, Maggie, and I mean that personally. How sweet of you, Mr. President. That's right, sweetness. Now that the fake blue wave has put the Dems in charge of the House, and they'll be investigating the shit out of me, and now that Mueller's fake witch hunt will be loading up indictments, you're going to see a lot more of the sweet side of me, Maggie. Really? That sounds disgusting and highly unlikely. But sure, why not trust you in this case? You're always so forthcoming. You're right, and that's exactly why I'm calling. To correct the record, off the record, of course. The record of what? Well, as you may have heard, I was not pleased with the coverage I received on my recent trip to France. There was all sorts of fake news about the weather. Um, it was raining. You were due at the ceremony. You chose to stay indoors. But that's exactly the point. Everyone thought I didn't want to go because of the rain. I have multiple sources. Fake news. You people claimed it was the rain, but it was the Secret Service. I begged them to let me go, to let me drive there. But you made that Secret Service part up, and everyone knows it. The world is a mess, Maggie. There is no truth anymore. 
So people either have to experience things for themselves, or they have to read my tweets. Your tweets? Like when you said election officials in Florida were trying to find enough votes to ensure the Democrat wins the Senate race? 110% true. What's your proof? I'm the president of America. Who has better information than me? There's virtually no evidence of voter fraud anywhere in the country. It's preposterous. Were you at all the polling stations, Maggie? Did you watch every person to make sure they didn't vote, then retreat to their car, change their shirt, put on a cowboy hat, then circle back around and vote for the Democrat again? Okay, Donald, you know what? It's time. I'm gonna go there. Do you actually believe that the whole world is engaged in a conspiracy to take you down? Is it just a political strategy? Are you up to something far more nefarious? Or, how shall I put this, with respect, are you out of your mind? Uh, I don't think I should answer that. Even on background? You have nothing to say? This background isn't deep enough. We need deeper. I'll have my chief spokesperson give you a call. Haberman. Maggie, this is John Barron. I believe the president said I'd be calling on background. The deepest. Like the Grand Canyon. Funny, I was thinking of a meaningless abyss. How are you, Maggie? John, listen to me. The president said you would call to comment on his relationship to the truth. He believes in truth, big league, that I can tell you. It's just that his truth and your truth might be two different things. So when he blatantly lies about events and situations, does he realize he's doing it? Is it a form of political strategy? Or is it that old Roy Cohn thing about keeping the enemy off balance by repeating big lies over and over and over again? Didn't Roy get that from Hitler? Well, you see why I'm asking. You want to know the secret to Trump? He goes with his gut. So he says what his gut tells him? Even when all the facts tell him otherwise? Why? Well, he may be lying, but he knows that the things he's saying feel true to a lot of people. They don't care that he's lying. They care that his lies are the truth they want to hear. Please, I beg of you, can we be on the record? And those people who love his truth are the ones who support him. They attend his university. They think he's a good lover. They send him money. They vote for him. They give him control of the entire Republican Party. It's incredible. So it is a strategy. In part, but it's also, well, it's just a way of life. It's a vision it's a lot like Jim Jones or anyone else who presents a reality and his followers. And you say the more he lies and the more he repeats those lies, the more confusion he sows. But I say the more he bends reality in his favor. Like, just three years ago, ignoring Trump was easy. But today, almost the whole world, everywhere you look, all anyone can talk about, think about, write about, dream about, is Donald J. Trump. But what's his endgame? Rosebud. Rosebud? The sled from Citizen Kane? The president's favorite movie. We eat popcorn together and watch. Rosebud was a symbol, John. It stood for the parental love Kane never had, and how his soul was empty despite all his wealth. And... Is that what Trump wants, John? To be loved? He wants this, Maggie. He wants all of this conflict to go on forever, so he doesn't have to think about that damn sled. Now do you understand, Maggie? Can I please go to bed? Get some rest, Donald. I'm not sure how much more of this you can take. Six more years, Maggie. Six more years. Thanks for listening to The Oval Office Tapes. Good news. The Oval Office Tapes has been nominated for Most Innovative Podcast at the 2018 Discover Pods Awards. Go to discoverpods.com and vote for the Oval Office Tapes today. This is the final episode of Season 1. See you again next season for more 
Tapes from the Oval Office. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present The Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Chris Cox, Quentin Flynn, Sharon Houston, Danielle Morrow, and Jeff Rector. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Rich Berner is our technical director. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and Eric Cifuentes and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios, West Hollywood. Our casting directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelberg. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tough. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to The Oval Office Tapes. Hello? It's the President's conscience. I just realized I don't exist. Oh, man. I need to visit calm.com slash tapes for the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes.